Father, we just ask that you just pour out your spirit on Julie as she brings your word this morning. Give her confidence in what you've given her, Lord. Put on her heart and in her mouth your words, your love, your care, compassion, and concern. Father, we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to our visitors. It's wonderful to see you all. I can't believe it was Easter just a week ago. It feels like so much has happened since then. Um, It was a time of resurrection, a time to remember the true cost of why we're here. Who made it possible? For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. I heard an amazing pastor this week. As Mary mentioned, we went away and we were able to listen to some people who just so encouraged me. And this is one of the things that he said, and it's really stuck with me. He said, he, ju- he didn't just save you to take you to heaven, but for you to bring heaven to earth. And I thought, I really love that. I really love that. In Mark 16, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And they will drink deadly poison and it it will not hurt them at all. They will place hands on the sick and they will get well. We heard that grace and power again last week, didn't we? For those of you who weren't here, Florence got healed of something the other week and she testified about that. One minute she was supposed to be speaking and and we rang and we, we spoke to her. And she said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm in so much pain. And she said, even if I do, I'm probably going to have to sit down. And Jesus healed her. The next morning she came, she didn't sit down. She was, she was saying, I, I don't have any pain. God is good. God is good. And again, on Sunday, we prayed for Sue. And God started something. She, she texted on WhatsApp, didn't she? And she said, I'm not hurting as much. It's still a little bit. I'm not hurting as much. I'm not stressed and I'm able to sleep. Isn't it wonderful? And it is because God is good. God is our healer. And that's him working for his glory, for the Father's glory. The name of Jesus is all powerful. Every knee will bow. Every disease and sickness will be rebuked. We can tell our bodies to come into alignment with the word of God, which says you were healed. By his stripes, you were healed 2,000 years ago. I'm aware some of you might be thinking, well, I'm still feeling a bit sick. We'll share it with us and we'll pray with you and for you. Because the reality is the word of God says you were healed. By his stripes, you were healed. So we we need to let that soak into our spirits. We are healed by his stripes. Florence was healed. As you probably know, I was healed once of asthma and rheumatoid arthritis. Even my doctor said that was a miracle. Sue received some healing, not fully yet. But when she shared what happened, that built our faith. Our testimonies are so powerful. It's why it's important to be together. Because when we share, it builds each other. And it encourages us to carry on praying. John 10.10 says, this is what Jesus said, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. 
Jesus doesn't do things by half. He said it is finished. He defeated death. He defeated sickness. The battle was in the spiritual and he won it. There's a message in John 3 that we also sometimes skip over because it was when Jesus was was explaining to Nicodemus about being born again. And this is the part that, that really jumped out to me this week. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. We're not dead. We're alive in Christ. We're a new creation with Holy Spirit alive in us. And we can, we can pray in the spirit and he will work in the spiritual realm for us. We have a spiritual armor. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we can claim freedom for the captives. Even now, this morning, you have authority given to you by the Lord to heal the sick to cast out demons and even raise the dead. And someone spoke that over me this week and said, you're going to raise the dead and you're going to... And I was thinking, that was the one thing I'm not sure about, Lord. But okay, we can raise the dead. That's part of who we are and the authority that is given to us. So bring it on, Lord. Um, I even started thinking, where do you go to to raise the dead? The morgue? Shall I go to the morgue? Okay. (laughs) Holy Spirit is in us. And he will shine his light into the darkest of places. And it was wonderful to hear that that prophecy this morning from Angelina, that picture, because that's what he does. It doesn't matter how rough the storm, it doesn't matter how dark it is. Jesus shines brighter. He calms the storm. Now, I know all this is heavy stuff, but I've experienced miracles. I know you've seen them recently, but I am so hungry to see more. And I just, I'm just ready, Lord. I just want to see it. I remember a young lady years ago who was, who was a heroin addict, and she was prayed for, and that was it. The addiction was gone overnight. There was no withdrawal symptoms. There was nothing. Just complete freedom. That is what new life is all about. That is what we have. We have freedom. And the, and the father wants that for his children. I heard a story this week, and it made me think, yes, 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 let's see stuff like that. There was a story of a four-year-old. Um, his mother, when he, when he was born, or when, I'm not sure if she was pregnant or when he was born, was told, just let him die, you know. But she had a dream that said, when he's four, I will send a blonde, blue-eyed young woman, and he will be healed. So she kept him. And when he was four, there was a meeting over in their country, and she walked for miles and miles to get him there, carrying him there. He had one eye missing. He, he was blind in the other. His ears were deformed and deaf. His, he didn't have a nose, just two hold, holes. His jaw was out of place. His hands were crippled. I'm assuming his, his body was too, because she said... You know, she was carrying him. And this blonde lady, had, she was 18 years old just, and she'd just come out of training. She was on the stage, and she spotted this woman, and she just made a beeline for her, and she prayed. And immediately, an eye formed in the socket. And she, she went away, and the next day she came back, and she prayed, and she got, the child got sight, and I think it was hearing next. 
And then the next day they came and prayed again and a nose formed. The next day a jaw formed. Now I may have got this in the wrong order, but it took something each day to happen. We can't give up. We have to be persistent because the Lord has won this battle. And we have the authority to do these things, but we must persist. 1 Peter 5 says, The enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Stand firm then in your faith. The enemy makes a lot of noise, but there is only one lion in charge, and it's the lion of Judah. And in Revelation 5, 5, it says, He has triumphed. Full stop. So ignore the roaring lion or the one who's trying to be like it because he's a nothing. He's under your feet. This is how Jesus instructed his 12 disciples when he sent them out. And this is in Matthew 10. Proclaim the message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy and drive out demons. Freely you have received. So freely give. Now he said you have received. Not you have to wait to get it. You have received. Has anyone seen the Chosen episode? Does anyone watch the Chosen? Okay. There's an episode where Jesus turns around to his disciples and he sends them out two by two. Now, up to that point, they were so full of faith. They were like, do you see what he's doing? He's amazing. Look at this. He healed them. He did this. He did that. And then when, they, when Jesus says, right, I'm sending him out two by two. Now you're going to do it. And they all went, oh, what without you? What, really? Just us. And sometimes we can feel like that. But Holy Spirit is in us. He is with us. We're not going out alone. He is with us. And when those disciples returned, they had their own miracles to talk of, their own miracles to testify about. In John 14, 10, it says, I am the Father. This is Jesus. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Who lives in us? Who lives in us? Jesus said, I am in the Father and the Father is in me and I am in you. One of the biggest obstacles to stopping us stepping out in our authority is discounting ourselves. We feel unworthy. But when we remind ourselves of John 14, we know it's not about us. It's about God. We can't heal anybody. But as Jesus said, it's the Father in him who is doing his work. It's the same with you and me. It's not us. It's Holy Spirit in us. It's Jesus in us doing the Father's work. As I said before, The battle isn't worldly, it's spiritual. And Jesus already fought it and won victorious. Just his name is above all principalities and all powers and all sickness. We don't need to strive to do or stomp our feet or or shout or beg. We only need to be available and listen to what he tells us to do and believe and have faith. Then step out of the way and let him get on with the work. We don't have to rely on our own ability. Thank you, God. We just have to trust in him. He is the good shepherd and he's done everything. He looks after his sheep. We just remind our bodies 
that they have to come in alignment with the word of God, that they were already healed 2,000 years ago. And that's not us. That's not our word. That is the word of God. And we can trust it because it is the truth. Galatians 5.1 says, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now, we know a yoke of slavery can mean the old law. But it can also mean forgetting that we're a new Christian, a new creation in Christ, that we have a new identity and we are alive in the spirit. And when we allow past things to influence us now, i.e. those feelings of unworthiness, we're just allowing the enemy to put that yoke of slavery, that yoke of sin back on us because we are actually now worthy. Jesus' blood made us worthy. I've been reading recently about great men of God like Smith Wigglesworth. They really knew who they were. And when they prayed, bodies came into alignment with the word of God and tumors fell out. Can you imagine if we prayed for someone and a tumor fell out? Wonderful. Kick it out the door. <laughs> Matthew 12, 11, 12 says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence. And violent people lay claim to it. Now, there's whole teaching around that. But if you think about when a dog gets hold of a bone, doesn't want to let go. But who's in charge, the dog or the owner? The owner is in charge. The owner says, drop and sit. That dog will do it. And it's the same with us. Sometimes we have to be persistent. We have to say, get out. Be healed. We have to stand firm. Just like that story of the four-year-old boy, it didn't all happen in one day. They went back day after day after day, and each day something else happened. They could have given up after the first day and said, great, he's got an eye. But it wasn't enough, because God had actually told that mother he was going to be healed, and he was. It's like that when Moses stretched out his hand over the Red Sea. He stepped out. He trusted And ultimately, when we do step out and trust in faith, we're fulfilling the word of God in our lives. Jesus said in John 14, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do everything you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. God told Isaiah, that his word would not return empty, but accomplish what he set out to do. So if Jesus says, ask and receive, and ask and he will answer, and we will do greater things, then it's the truth. And what does he desire us to do? Work in conjunction with him to bring heaven to earth and bring freedom. When we are willing, he is so much able, so much more than we can imagine. All we need to do is submit to him, listen and learn from him, and believe in him. As the word of God reminds us, all things are possible for those who believed in Christ Jesus. So before we end, God doesn't look at the past or our failures or even how others see us. Look at Jabez in 1 Chronicles. His own mother named him. He makes sorrowful. Just because she was in pain when she gave birth to him. Can you imagine putting that on a child 
Through his whole life, when, it, when his name is called, it's he makes sorrowful. How awful. But Jabez called on the Lord and he said, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil and that I may not cause pain. And God answered. God answered. God doesn't see us as other people do. Also, he doesn't hold our weaknesses against us. Look at Moses. He didn't want to go to Pharaoh because of his speech impediment, but God didn't give up on him. He sent him Aaron to help him. And we know just how much Moses accomplished, didn't we? When Jesus sent out out his disciples two by two, they left their comfort zone. But that's when the miracles happened. What's the Lord encouraging you to do today? What would you like to see happen through you? What would you like to see happen around you? What would you like to see bring him glory? Do you need healing? Is there someone you know needs healing? What are you going to do about it? You have the same Holy Spirit in you as the disciples had in them. Our God is an amazingly big God and nothing is too outrageous for him. I heard this story recently by an amazing pastor, and I'm sure he won't mind me sharing it because we all have the same goal. A prince invited a famous person, and he said, come and stay with me for a week. I'd love to get to know you. You know, I really respect you, really like you. I'll send you my plane. So he went and collected this person. He came back, and they spent time together. They ate together. They had a laugh together. They played golf together. Now, this particular famous person loved golf. And he collected unusual golf clubs. So when, the, when he was leaving, the prince said, right, I'll take you home, but I want to give you a gift. What would you like? And the guy thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So he thought, he said, a golf club. And off he went. So he went home a week later. He's thinking, I wonder what kind of golf club that this prince will, will send me. I wonder if it'll have a gold handle. He knew the prince was extremely rich, extremely generous. And he said, I wonder, maybe it'll even have a diamond on it. One day, the postman came, and it was an envelope from the prince. And he thought, that's odd. He opened it, and there was a 50-acre golf club. <laughs> Our God is amazing, and sometimes we think too small. We think too small. Our God is a mighty God, isn't he? Nothing is beyond him. He is holy. Every power, dominion, principality, king, country, demon, everything is under his feet. And we are his children. And he said, what do you want? Ask. What do you want? And I will give it to you to bring glory to the Father. So that's my question. That's what I'm going to leave you with this morning. What do you want? What do you want? I've been praying for a long time for the gift of healing because to me it's part and parcel and we're starting to see those things and I want more. And I had three people prophesy over me in the week and I want that so much. What do you want? Ask. Ask and receive. Let's pray. Lord, I pray your faith, a deeper faith over us, an anointing of faith over us. In the name of Jesus, Father, we love you, we worship you, and we want to bring your kingdom here on earth. 
We want to see your name lifted high, Jesus. We want to see the Father glorified. Father, we love you. And I just pray your anointing on this congregation. Anointing, Father, that will spread out like the light. I pray that your light will fill each person and it will just shine bright to those around. That the darkness will flee because you are in us and this is what you have told us to do. So, Father, I pray your light in these people. I pray your Holy Spirit in these people to overflowing that they can't just say, shall I, shan't I? But there's no choice because you overflow so much in these people, Lord, and the people that are missing today. We pray the same over them, Lord, and we say, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let your healings come. Let your salvations come. Let demons flee In the name of Jesus, because you are Lord, you are above all all nations, you are above all kings, you are above every principality and power. You are Lord of lords and King of kings, and we worship you and we stand with you and say, help us to bring your kingdom here on earth. In the name of Jesus. Amen.